This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But very appropriately, one of the things that the uh, commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Health, Jan Malcolm, confronted or talked about in her address was about the choice of whether or not to close schools. And that is not necessarily being mandated at this point by the state. Um, And there is a pretty uh, valid reason for that. And we're going to talk about that in this context. Uh, Rob Williams from the Sheridan Stories joining us. uh, And he's on the microphone right next to mine, Holly. Uh, And Rob, hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, And I just wanted to really quickly kind of give people the lay of the land of how we have encountered you and why we know about the great work you do Um, about four years ago. I think it was now you were the charity that we worked with for project down and dirty, the restaurant. Yep. And we Uh, were the best. Yes, We were the best team. Thank you. I always (laughs) think that team Crowbar, the best team. Uh, And we raised money for the Sheridan project or the Sheridan story. This was the first time I had heard of the wonderful work you do. And I learned a lot about what is actually going on in the schools that my children go to in the Minneapolis public schools, but also in schools right outside the metro area. Can you talk about what the Sheridan story is? Absolutely. Well, in the state of Minnesota, there's over 200,000 kids that live in what's called food insecurity, which essentially means they don't always know if they're going to have food for their next meal. Um, our focus on, as the, in the Sheridan story is on the food gaps when the kids don't have access to meal programs, uh, typically free or reduced programs that are available at school. Um, the Our biggest program is weekend food programs. We work in 29 different school districts as well as private and charter schools, serve about 250 kids. 50 schools and about 7,000 kids throughout those schools, providing them each a bag of food to take home every weekend during the school year. What area of Minnesota are you talking like? Twin Cities or all of Minnesota? Most of our programs are in the Twin Cities, and that's where we started. Um, it also sort of depends on your definition of the Twin Cities. Wow. But we go up to we go up to Mora, Minnesota, and Cambridge Isanti. Uh, west, we have a partnership with a program in Wilmer. We go out to Delano. Down south, um, well, in the summer, we go down to Rochester, Sleepy Eye. In the summer, we go up into Breckenridge in one of our programs, which is pretty far north. So, you know, it's in general more congregated or centralized here in the Twin Cities, but we're also growing and able to support kids outside of the Twin Cities. Yeah. I do want to say a thing about those weekend food uh, packages that you provide, um, because uh, uh, what a lot of people might not realize um, is how little it actually takes, meaning it's not like you are providing a Costco box full of bulk food for the weekend. Right. What is in those food sacks that is meant to feed a family for a weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Our our focus, uh, really everything we do is only as good as the food that we provide the kids. Mm-hmm. So we buy 
over 97% of the food we provide. We'll spend a million dollars just purchasing food this year to be able to give it to the kids. We want to give food that what we call is nutritious and delicious. So we want it to taste good, but we also want it to help the kids nutritionally mm -hmm. um, to make sure it's actually helpful for their, their body and their development and their growth. So each bag has four to five pounds of food in it. And um, because it's also meant to be portable because it goes into their backpacks. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want the kindergartners, you know, kind of falling back on right on their backs or anything. So part of it's I mean, the main the main thing is how much can they safely carry consistently? Yeah. yeah. But we want to make you know, it's it's all shelf stable food, but we have taste tests to make sure it tastes good. We have a dietitian on staff to make sure it's nutritional value is, is good. Um, we don't just buy or find whatever the cheapest pineapple is. We get right. You know, only certain brands that taste Dole good. organic. Yeah. yeah. Dole organic. <laughs> but I do think sometimes people get the impression, you know, like to feed a family for a weekend, that's a lot of, a lot of food. a lot of money, a lot of food. Um, but, but what you're doing is actually allowing uh, the kids to be able to carry home in their backpacks and do so discreetly, um, which is why a lot of people don't even actually know the Sheridan stories in their schools and assisting yeah, exactly. their neighbors. Yep, exactly. So our, you know, we want to retain dignity for the families. So while our program is offered and pr promoted and provided as an option for every kid in every school we work in, um, the kid, the families opt in. And then once they're in the program, the way that we distribute the food to them is very discreet. It's not even, you know, we, we actually go around, open the kids' lockers, open their backpacks, put our plastic bags, recycle mm -hmm. plastic bags, mm -hmm. right in the kids' backpacks and close the backpacks and close the lockers. So it's not visible externally. It's like, at all. It's like the tooth fairy stopping by. Exactly. Right, but um, no quarters. But no quarters, yes. right? But food. <laughs> um, but I do want to. So, so I want to kind of bring us back to what is going on right now, uh, locally and and internationally, um, as we are facing the idea or the conversation about schools closing. This the part of the reason why this is such a difficult decision is because schools for many for for a lot of children are the place where they are provided shelter and or food and so how is the sheridan story confronting the reality that we may be facing a school closure and what kinds of programs are you able to kind of throw together for this type of yeah, moment absolutely yeah this is certainly an unprecedented uncharted territory um for everybody uh government or, or otherwise and you know our so our focus is on the food gap so this is a new food gap mm -hmm. um in the in the state, you know, hundreds of thousands of kids rely on the free or reduced meal programs at school. We work in 29 different school districts, and in just those school districts, there's about 90,000 kids just in those districts that are on free or reduced lunch at the schools. Mm -hmm. And as the schools close, whether it's a, a state designated Robbinsdale closed today um, because I don't know exactly a, a family member or something had had was diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, that district alone, they have about 5,800 kids on free or reduced lunch. So oh. if you picture that, and we actually work there, so they also didn't get their weekend food bag yeah. that they would have got today. Um, so, you know, just that unknown when the kids, and I, we don't know yet if they're open on Monday or not, yeah. I don't know. Um, and it's certainly a, a, you know, sort of dance from the superintendents and the governor's office of, like you said, closing school doesn't just mean they don't learn. It means they don't have food. It doesn't yeah. mean they, you know, parents have to stay home, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, our what we're doing is working on compiling 330,000 meals 
uh, at our facility in Roseville. And that would be, that's equivalent to filling our warehouse to the max and then being able to quickly empty it completely yeah. if the schools close or as the schools close. Um, we're, we did not budget for this because, you yeah. know, several months ago, no one was thinking about a pandemic in Minnesota. Right. And so that, that effort, the 330,000 meals delivered out to the different districts and schools um, or the districts as part of their nutrition programs is about $350,000. Okay. And so, you know, that's what we're working on right now is whatever we can raise, the more food we can give. Uh, if we don't hit that number, then we don't give out that much food. So it's about every hundred dollars serves about 25 kids. Okay. And wow. so, um, you can go to our website, the sheridanstory.org, and there's a spot right there to donate. It's all tax deductible and all that. Um, and just, you know, there's also other great other organizations that are that are working to this that we partner with. Um, I think a biggest the biggest thing we as Minnesotans and and community members have going is that we work well together. Yeah. The, the the biggest strength we have is for us all to support the efforts of of serving these kids when, yeah. when school closes yeah, for whatever period of time. And their, you know, schedules are already upended, whether it's after school programs, which is also a lot of mm -hmm. sources of food. Though most of those are getting closed to shut down. So obviously we would love for you to donate to us. We're putting forth a very big effort in partnership with the 29 school districts uh, and their response, nutritional responses if the districts close. And then also some, several other partners that we work with. Well, I will tell you what I'm going to do in the break here is I'm going to head right over to the SheridanStory.org and, and make my own donation. And I would encourage everybody who is able to. Um, we've been talking with Rob Williams. He's the executive director of the Sheridan Story. Um, and you were the founder as well. I mean, I you, am. Yep. Yep, one you, of, I like to say one of the founders. It was a, it's a group effort, it right? Was for they sure. always it are. still is. Yep. But, but you've been doing this for years and, and we are so grateful for your, um, for your efforts and what you do in the schools so beautifully and discreetly so that many people don't even know you exist. But now it's time for everybody to know that you exist and uh if you have the means and the ability head over to uh say the website again so i don't do it wrong uh sure the sheridan story.org or google us will probably pop up that's easy perfect so uh i'm gonna go over there in the break i'm gonna make a donation um and i would encourage everybody who is able to has the means and ability to to do as well um as you said a hundred dollars feeds 25 families yep yep exactly and it's i mean it's an unsettling time it's it's an unprecedented ask we typically aren't saying we didn't budget for this, but right. no but one was prepared for this. For and this. it's just literals. I have a, a guy on my team right now is ready to put in an order of food once we raise the money. So Wonderful. Well, I will uh, do my part. I will also do my part and Perfect. donate. So if we get a coalition of people to there donate, you there you go. There Everyone you go. listening gives $100. Yeah. I don't know. Or what whatever you can give. Whatever <laughs> you can give. Thank you so much, Rob, for joining us. And, and best of luck. And we'll be in touch. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, yes. and thanks for... Thanks for your listeners for listening. Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, the press conference with Governor Tim Waltz is still in progress. We're going to try to kind of update you on what's going on. We may take it live. We may take a turn. Nobody knows. Uncertain times. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071.